0: This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, episode number 193. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I am your host, Riley Bowman. And this evening, actually, I'm joined by Mr. Jacob Paulson. Yeah, I'm here. Hi, Riley. Jacob is half asleep.
1: I am not Three-fourths as asleep. asleep. My eyes are tired, that's all.
0: Oh, he's just resting his eyes. Yeah. Well, hey, folks. We are down here in Las Vegas, Nevada, attending 2018's SHOT Show, put on by the NSSF. Uh, and uh, this is the special SHOT Show edition of the podcast, which means that we may be breaking some rules and doing some things differently than we maybe otherwise do. And uh, there's a good reason Jacob is resting his eyes
1: you said rules like we have we don't have any rules
0: yeah no one likes rules right
1: yeah we I, mean, I suppose we kind of have a pattern of doing things but it's not like we have rules that we can't break
0: yeah that starts to sound too much like the ATF the ATF has rules <laughs> right so anyway hey folks uh, once again thanks for joining us uh, special edition we got a lot of great content uh, not only today but coming up in, in uh, perhaps the rest of the week and also in coming weeks uh, we've been doing some great interviews with a number of folks, including uh, we've got Max Michelle, we've got Lena Michelek, we've got uh, uh, Chris Tonto, Peranto, Bill Rogers, we've got a bunch. I mean, we're going to get on again with Andrew Branca, That's, that was a popular episode. We've got him lined up again. we got Rob Latham and Rob Pincus together in the house. Yeah, Rob so, Rob Squared. <laughs> Rob Squared we got a lot of really great stuff we've recorded put on uh, together here in the, at SHOT Show this week. But today's episode is a special one because today is a special episode we recorded with uh, Phil Strader, who's the, product, the pistol product manager at Sig Sauer. We actually recorded this on site at Sig Sauer's Premier Media Day uh, just a couple days ago. Uh, and Specifically talking with him about, I, I would say, this year's darling of the show. Last year it was like the Hudson, right? Everyone everyone was talking about the Hudson H9. And amazingly enough, this little tiny pistol from Sig Sauer is the talk of the town this week. The P365. Yeah.
1: I prefer talk of the town to darling of the show. It, <laughs> darling of the show makes it sound like like I don't know, like it's it's a gun, you know? Like <laughs> <laughs> it's the hit of the week you know it's the talk of the town like that that sounds fine, there you go let's right. not call Whatever. it the darling again. hopefully
0: uh, folks at six hour aren't listening to this episode today uh yeah anyway <laughs> all right so uh hey by the way today's honorary sponsor of the podcast is six hour with their new p365 pistol uh it's only fair as they were kind enough to host us and, and let us sit down and. Uh, kind of interrupt their operations, even at the media day there to record a few interviews. So, very uh, thankful to them and uh, very excited about this new little gun. But
1: oh. yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm thrilled, and they took good care of us. Uh, you know, they and they take good care of, of all their guests at that event, and, and we were very you know very happy to be there.
0: Absolutely. So anyway, like we like I said, the honorary sponsor six hour today. So Jacob um actually you weren't a part of that interview i mean you were standing there i was standing there yes <laughs> now as to why we didn't have you chime in i don't recall it's oh
1: i don't know it was i don't know yeah we we had a headset issues maybe no it wasn't a headset issue that time i think i was just running around i was just busy doing other things true, true so i stood in for most of the interview and tried to keep people from making loud noises
0: you were kind of like our 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 manager at that point yes you you were you were monitoring people coming and going people yes yes we weren't exactly in the quietest environment um and and as you'll hear uh some of the interviews we have from SHOT Show we've been recording things on site so uh some of those are going to be you know it's going to you're going to hear the noise of the show but that's kind of cool that's that's the ambiance of being at SHOT Show right that's right but uh so today's episode uh like I said, we sat down with Phil Strader. Phil's a great guy. We've you know known him for some time now. We've had some great conversations with him, and he uh, actually just recently took over as the entire pistol line product manager for Sig Sauer. Previously, he had, he was more specialized in a couple of those pistol projects. Uh, now is is overseeing all all of those pistol products, and that's pretty exciting for him. Uh, a great challenge, uh, you know, before him. Um, and I would say he's hitting the ground running very well very nicely uh, like I said the the talk of the town is this p365 pistol and yeah. so
1: yeah we, and we're, I mean, we're walking around the, the shot you know the show today and, and you run into people and what do you always say you say hey so what have you seen today that was interesting or you know what 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 got you excited and Everyone basically says, oh, the P365, and yeah, I can't think of anything else. (laughs) So, not that there aren't other cool things at the show, but it's it's that dominant.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, let's just touch real quick before we play back uh, the interview with Phil. Uh, You know, I think it's pretty obvious, but the big reason why it's so dominant is they they took this class of pistols and i think everyone kind of gets locked into this thinking of well you've got the, the glock 43 you got the smith and wesson mmp shield you got the ruger lc9 uh, and, and a couple you know others you got some car pistols that are kind of in that same size and and package you know that, that 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 same weight class all that stuff right and we you just sort of kind of get locked into this idea that a pistol that size it's a single stack
1: Right, yeah, for whatever reason, someone once upon a time decided, if we're going to make a gun small, then we should also make the grip as skinny as possible. And the rest of us all accepted that as a reality. Like, we just assumed that that's just how it was done, right? And and, and now one day Sig comes along and says, uh, why?
0: (laughs) Right, right, you know, I mean, and actually, listening to the interview, and we'll play it back here momentarily, Phil actually talks about, I mean, they they designed the gun around the magazine. They said, hey, we want to step this up. We want to change the, the, the face of this this game, if you will, uh, and it really is a game changer by making it a higher capacity gun, but still in that small, you know single stack sized package. I mean, you have a double stack basically fit in what everyone previously thought was a single stack sized gun. And so they, they designed a the magazine, made it as, as compact and as, as, as efficient as possible. You get t- 10 rounds in the standard magazine. 12 rounds in the optional uh, extended uh, version, and uh, I mean, and there you go, design the rest of it around it. Now, what you end up with is a slide and a grip that's all basically the same width, and that's basically not any wider or narrower uh, than the, the other competing pistols in the market yeah well, right? well
1: i mean the slide the slide is not any wider but the difference is that the grip is the same width as the slide right right yeah where, whereas like you know your glock 43 or your mp shield the two that you mentioned the lc9 those are guns that have got kind of a wider slide and then they kind of narrow yeah, and down that, that grip profile grip. kind yeah. of slips down so right right yeah. which which is for me you know there's a couple of factors here we're talking about ammo capacity which is the major factor here that you know that, that makes it all wonderful and awesomeness there's also a concealability factor. Does making that grip profile slightly skinnier than the slide on top make the gun easier to conceal? Eh, I don't know. Uh, but the third factor, and this is an important one, is just straight-up shootability. You know, yep. being able to hold that gun in your hand. And that's going to differ from person to person, right? Some people are going to say, well, I love that single-stack, you know, grip profile. I can grab that that and shield, and you know, it just fits my hands great and onward and upward. But I'll, I'll tell you, as a guy with relatively average hands... Uh, I think I got a pretty average chance. I mean, I'm not, I don't have big fingers or long fingers. I'm pretty just normal dude. Um, I, I, gripping those smaller guns, you know, those single-stack guns is harder for me. I do mm-hmm. not shoot them as well as I do double-stack guns. So picking up that P365 immediately felt better. Yeah,
0: it really feels the handle a lot better. You got a lot more to hold on to. Uh, it 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 shoots like a bigger gun than it is.
1: Yep. Trigger finger aligns properly. Uh, you can you can get your hands on there. You can lock it down. It just feels right.
0: Yep. It's got a great trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, got good you know good sights. Anyway, it's a great gun. So I think we should just you know get into the interview now with Phil. Play this back. Uh, I think as as you listen to me going through this and going over this gun and how it was designed and developed with him, it'll become very apparent to you. Uh, the thinking and the thought process, the engineering that went into this um, and and why they think they've got a winner. And honestly, I think they really do have a winner here. Uh, I think it's going to be a very popular gun. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and play back this interview and we'll catch you on the other side. All right, I'm sitting here with uh, Phil Strader from uh, Sig Sauer. He is the product manager for all the pistol lines. Yes, Awesome. Phil, I appreciate you sitting down with me today and making some time for uh, for the podcast. Oh, well, thanks Thank for having sir. me. Yeah. And we're out here at the Sig Sauer Media Day at the Clark County Shooting Complex. Uh, other than being a little bit on the cool side, pretty windy, it's been a great day nonetheless, yeah? Huh? Uh,
2: yes. The uh, <laughs> weather could have been a little better, but um, just, we've got nothing but great uh, great feedback, so we're yeah. happy.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's been a great event. We always appreciate you guys putting it on each year. Uh, the big exciting thing that we saw today that I'm sure most everyone has been excited about, uh, a lot of attention seemed to be spent down on that end of the range. And by that end of the range, I mean the end where the P365 is located. So tell me a little bit about the P365.
2: Well, it's it's an exciting project. It's, um, it's for someone who doesn't know what it is, uh, it's basically a... Either you call it an ultra-compact, we actually uh, call it a micro-compact, but it's a micro-compact pistol that um, is on the same uh, size, actually a little smaller than your standard pocket striker-fired pistols in 9mm um, Glock 43, M&P Shield, those kind of guns. Um, we actually are a bit smaller, um, and w- but we managed to keep the width at one inch wide, which seems to be the pretty standard, industry standard for these guns as well. Um but the big gap in the market was. Well, it was a couple of things. It was. It was concealability has never been a, a, a much of a hurdle to overcome because there's a lot of really concealable pistols out there, like the, the ones I've already mentioned. But there's there's more to it than just hey, how small can we make a gun? Because I I, I as a shooter have shot a lot of these things, and it seems like that was the only. Goal was to make a gun that's just really small. We don't care how it shoots or how it feels when you shoot. You know, ergonomics are, yeah, well, that's a that's a passing thought. But so they're good guns to carry. There's a lot of good guns to carry out there, but not great guns to shoot. So yeah. that was a big issue was shootability, ergonomics, something it was more. I guess you could call it capable because if you can't shoot the gun quickly and and effectively, then it doesn't make it a very capable package. But the big disconnect was was a capacity right so we wanted to make a gun that was smaller than everyone else um, that still felt great to shoot something you could go to the range and shoot four or five hundred rounds out of and not have your hands be taped up like you look like a heavyweight boxer when you get off the range and something that held more than your standard six uh, rounds or eight if you got an extended magazine so we developed the 365 which is has all those features we were looking for as far as the ergonomics and the shootability and the hand high hand purchase, but we were able to squeeze 11 rounds into this tiny 4.3 inch tall package. Yeah. Um, And of course the, the, the slightly taller version, the four and a half to four, just under 4.6 inch tall package Holds thirteen rounds. So you got thirteen rounds in a in a gun that can be carried literally every single day of the year. And that's you know, that came that was the name was born P three sixty five. the big question I always get is, well, what do you do on February 29th on a leap year? So you know it's like, well, P three sixty six just didn't have a really nice ring to it. So you know, it's just some uh, well, you can, you know, carry a knife on that day or carry an X carry or something. <laughs> but um but yeah, it's 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 been extremely well received. We've gotten I don't want to say lucky with with the results because but I mean we when we we've designed the gun around the magazine. Right. Yeah, you know, we we had to find a way that we could get that capacity in such a tiny short skinny magazine. And once we figured that out and we started building the gun around it and when we got our first magazine samples in, they ran 100%. They were it was perfect. And it was my biggest concern, I started loading the magazine, I put the, you know, it was around number six, seven, eight, nine, okay, here it comes, what's number 10 going to feel like, and I was expecting to have to bang it on the table, and you know, <laughs> like you normally do a mag that size, and it went right in. So, huh. the the magazines are engineered extremely well, and then we just tried to come up with a gun that we could ensure that it was, it was a comfortable grip, not too tiny, uh, but something that you could get your hand a little bit higher up on the slide, and... Make your micro compact pistol not feel like one. I mean, mm-hmm. now we'll say this: it's a ni- it's a seventeen point eight ounce pistol with the magazine inserted. So it's, it's it basically the gun by itself is less than a pound. So it yep. shoots like a if you're shooting plus P plus ammo out of it, it shoots like a seventeen ounce gun shooting plus P plus nine millimeter. It's, it's snappy and it's and it's you know you're shooting a nine millimeter. Yep. Um, but if you shoot a some sort, you know, there's a lot of ammo companies out there that are de- developing ammunition that's catered to short-barreled pistols. You know, smaller, mm-hmm. shorter barrels, smaller guns. So they're and they're re-manufacturing, you know, reconfiguring the bullets to where they perform better at lower velocities and all these things. When you start putting ammo like that in this gun, it shoots like a dream. Yeah. Um, not to say that plus P isn't an issue because it's plus P rated. We are putting thousands upon thousands and thousands of rounds in this gun. So. Mm-hmm. um so it's it's not it's it's a pistol that everyone gets excited about. Not right. just you know there's going to be people who gravitate towards certain companies, but there is no denying whether or not you're a fan for company A or a fan for company B, there's no denying that this gun kind of creates a a, a unique market segment, right? Right? right I mean, well, yeah, it,
0: absolutely. I mean there's there's really nothing I mean that that's the point here, right? You guys came up with it first, created a pistol that Beats all those other single stack mm-hmm. ones in term, especially in terms of capacity. But I was really impressed that you didn't just do that in terms of capacity, but that it's lighter than quite a few of its competing single stack guns. Mm-hmm. So that's really impressive. Uh, better sights by far right. than many other guns in that category out there. And the trigger,
2: yeah, trigger is you know,
0: really good. You never know what you're going to get with some of these small guns, you know. And it's got a great gun or a great trigger. It, mm-hmm. it feels very much like a like a 320 trigger right. if you're familiar with that you know it it, it feels nice well, we, I, like, I like i like how it shoots
2: it, you can't we can't we couldn't ignore the fact that the 320 has become so popular i mean it's it's just it, the trigger on it is really good and that's one of the things it's it's most known for it's a great trigger the way it takes down the way it takes apart is very very popular because you know there's no trigger pull needed and we we're not going to get too far away from that. We've had such good success with it we wanted to design a gun that could do that or maybe even do it better. I think the trigger is a little bit better than the 320. Yeah. Um but as far as its competitors go in that same market segment, it is
0: blows them all it, away. You know, it's
2: it's not even <laughs> close. But and, and and that can't be denied. That's the thing is is a lot of people look at this and goes, "Oh, you just guys just made a Glock 26 or you just made a M&P compact, you just made it." You know That that sounds like it's already been done. And it it couldn't be further from the truth because it, it, you don't really get a true impression of what this pistol is until you put your hands on it, gotcha. and and it's the same reaction every time someone puts their hands on it, and you can see their facial expression. They put it, pick it up, and they're like, "Whoa, that's <laughs> way smaller than I thought it was going to be," because yeah. it is tiny. Um, so we didn't, we did, but we didn't want to just do like I mentioned earlier. We just didn't want to make a gun that held a lot of ammo and was really small, because then you can, you're sacrificing shootability so we actually de- designed this gun from the ground up it is not i repeat not a 320 redesign it has it had it shares one part with the p320 and that's the striker cup or i guess that technically it shares two parts because there's two of them uh-huh. that's the only part right. it shares right yeah. so this gun was completely redesigned and and i was talking to uh, someone earlier about the other guns the 43 and the shield in particular because they're a big market share and they yeah, you know, they they're very successful in their in their In their groups, but they are bound to an already existing design because whether you want to believe it or not, if you take a Glock forty-three apart and look at it, it's the same concept as a Glock twenty-six or all the others, and the same thing with the shield. It's it's got the same parts and the same mechanical function as the standard size MP or the MP compact. We were not, we did not bind ourselves to the three twenty operating system. We wanted to come up with something that was completely new. I mean, literally. And this gun couldn't be any more different. We actually turned springs on their sides just to get the gun, just to get your hand a little closer mm-hmm. up to the slide. So we started turning things on the side and moving it up into the gun just as, so we could make sure that the gun shot great and felt good when you shot it. And that's yep. – we have a lot of really good engineers, and I'm certainly not going to take credit for all of this. I mean, I, I will, but I shouldn't. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. But it's not, just a, it's not just a small gun that holds a lot of ammo. And And I've told this to – Everyone out there, and, and I know there's going to be people who have affections towards other company and may not even like SIG in general, but I will challenge those people. If you think you know what this gun is, put your hands on one, and if you have an opportunity to shoot one in range, go do that as well and do a side-by-side comparison, and we'll make a believer out of you. You know, it's just It, it's, it doesn't matter if you're a fan or not a fan. There's no denying that this gun just brings more. Yeah. That's our that's our pitch. is bring more every day, and it brings more to the table. You got more, you can carry more, and you don't have to compromise. You'll know, have to wear certain things, or oh, well, it's it's when it's summer. I can't carry my my full size three twenty or whatever you're going to carry. I got to carry my I got to compromise and go with my little skinny pocket pistol. You don't yeah. have to do that anymore.
0: Right now, uh, talk a little bit more about the uh, kind of that borax's height. You know, that's one criticism that you sometimes hear about SIGs compared to some of the other right. guns. Oh, it's a mile above the hand. Uh, until you shoot one, in my opinion. Right. And then, right. Then, then you find out. I used out. to say
2: the same thing about HKs. They look like a huge brick on top of them, <laughs> but they shoot really good. Right. right. So, I mean, right. when they were first coming out of the market with the, uh, I think the USP, we, the first thing we looked at when we were evaluating them as we went out on my police department, I used yeah. to work for, we thought this gun's has got to recoil a lot, but it didn't. I mean, it's, it's just, People like to talk about boraxes and all that, but it it does make a difference sometimes. But you know, it it, it, it once you get really small, the lighter you get, and the, if you've got a gun that's really heavy, you can afford a little bit of axis height, and it's just, just a matter of getting the gun right. smaller. Then you gotta you gotta try to get a little yeah. higher up on it. So, anyways, so tell
0: tell me how you guys uh, accomplished getting this one a little bit lower in the hand. And by the way, I don't remember which side I saw it on, but somebody did a comparison mm-hmm. and overlaid yep. the P three sixty five with some of the other models out there. And uh I was like, Wow, I would not have guessed that it was <laughs> yep. you know yeah, as, so, as good as it is. So
2: for, the, for those who didn't see this, basically what we did is we took uh Glock forty three, an MP Shield 2.0, uh Springfield XDS, and uh Ruger L C nine, and we uh, did a uh one to one ratio outline drawing of all four of guns and we outlined them in different colors and we actually did a grayscale uh P three sixty five behind it. And uh you can it's not just the size you notice but it actually is if you look at the the i call it the trigger guard ceiling or how high the trigger guard is on our gun compared to the others it's a extremely noticeable difference and yeah. we did a lot of uh, we put a lot of parts in this pistol uh installed them fore and aft and like i said the the striker spring on this gun is actually sideways um uh, which was kind of a neat uh take on it because you don't have to use up any more space i mean it's, uh, when you have a striker spring that's that tall and all of a sudden, you can turn it sideways. Yeah. You save yourself a lot of space there. So, um, it was a it was an engineering effort from the ground up to got to try to make our hand a little bit higher and and get that higher purchase on the grip, but not to a point where it made the gun uncomfortable to shoot. And we don't want to get too high because then you're going to get the bite, you know, the inevitable bite. Yep. So, um, I, I mean, as far as holding it and shooting it, I, I can't say enough good things about it. It's a gun that I'm excited about personally, or where, yeah, granted I I carry a gun every day of my life, but even those who don't, it's just, it's literally, it's, it's like me selling a, a, you're in the market to buy a pickup truck, right? And I show you one pickup truck that has certain specs. And I show you another pickup truck that has the exact same specs, same exact thing. And even kind of looked but maybe mine even looked better, but I get 40 miles of the gallon and you get 16. It's, it's a hard thing to not realize you're, you're, you're riding with blinders on if you don't look at this and go, okay, that's kind of cool. I'm going to have to at least check it out. And yeah. when you get your hands on it, shoot it, which I'm sure you did today. It's uh, Absolutely. it's an eye-opener. And, yeah. it come, and like you said, it comes with Siglite night sights right out of the box. It comes with two 10-round mags, a flush fit mag, and an extended mag. Um, so, you know, we we wanted to make sure that when someone bought this thing, um, they could – get the gun and get a holster and you know there's a number of different holsters available on our, on our website and as the gun is uh starts to ship out this week we're going to start getting them out to the holster companies and uh, a lot of those holster companies will do quick turnarounds and um yeah so there's and there's also some cross compatibility the gun my gun i carry it in an old um i don't even know what kind of gun it used to fit i think it was a 6906 or something weird like that mm-hmm. and i carried I put my uh, 365 in it, or SIGS 365, and it fit perfect. So there yeah. is some uh, holster cross compatibility. I know that um, if you have a PM9 holster or a P9 holster, they will sometimes will fit pretty well, especially on an ankle rig. So, mm. um, yeah, it's it, it's a gun that you could take out of the box and carry tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it's ready to go. You don't have to do anything special to it.
0: I was really appreciative of the fact that you guys, even though it is, I guess, proprietary, but that you put... You know they included an accessory rail on this gun because we did. so often in these micro compacts or subcompacts or whatever, right? Uh, you don't see that. Yeah, and that makes it a lot easier, I think, to mount some accessories to it. Obviously, it does. So.
2: Now I did, I did try to put for for the listeners who we get a lot of comments on the rail, of course, because proprietary. Anytime you use that word, it's a kiss of death in some <laughs> manufacturers. But I did actually, um, I actually had a drawing. I should have kept it just to put it online to see show people how ridiculous it looked. But I actually did. Do a uh, had a drawing done up with a gun with a pick rail on it, and it was really weird because the gun is super, super skinny and thin, and all of a sudden, right in front of the trigger guard, it fat gets really yep. fat because you have to have a certain width to, to, to mount stuff, and then when we did that, I was like, well, yeah, that's great, but do you realize how short it is from the end of the grip module to the front of the trigger guard? Nothing will fit on there, so yep. we found the smallest accessory we could find, which is some little tiny flashlight that fits on the uh, XDS, I think. And we put that on the uh, – put that. We, we figured out where it had to go, and then we did another drawing with the grip module extended out, and it, it just looked ridiculous. It was <laughs> not – it just, it looked bad. And, you know, there's just the, – the market – obviously, if somebody's going to want to get a, a, a P365 and mount a full-size Surefire X300 or some crap on it. Who knows? But it's not – we looked at that and said, look, that's not a – that's that's not the market segment we're looking to do. You know, if someone really wants to mount a full size light or a full size laser on their gun, then that's why we make the 320. This is a this is a gun we want to carry every single day. So, with that said, we worked very closely with our optics team, and they've um, they've up some really amazing optics uh, for this gun, as far as light and laser uh, insertions on the on the frame, and they actually attach to the frame in the front of the trigger guard. And we've actually got. Uh, We've got some of these at the SHOT Show. They're going to be at the 365 display, and we actually have a prototype white light on the gun as well. So those guns will be I available in a red excited. laser. Oh, it is. I was When I when they came to me and said, hey, we want to do a white light for the 365, I was like, first off, I was like, well, hell yeah, of course. <laughs> and the second is, look, it doesn't have to be crazy bright because I don't want it to be big. I don't want it to make the gun look big. I don't want it to mess up the lines of the pistol. I want it to look. This is the way I want it to look. So. As bright as you can get it in that package, and if it's 40 lumens, that's that's fine. I don't care. I just need to be able to recognize the thread at 10, 15 feet, see hands maybe. So in the spirit of our optics team, they are brilliant people. They said, well, we just went up to it, and now we're at 100 lumens. So they have a tiny, tiny little light on this itty-bitty pistol, and they can get 100 lumens out of this thing. So I was shocked by how bright it was and it's 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 awesome and it's and it's so close it's close enough to the laser module size that you know we'll be sending the light uh dimensions out to holster companies so when you get a holster you'll be able to fit the light or the laser in the same holster
0: any 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 plans for a light and laser combo for those folks that that like that or is that just asking too much for such a small package yeah
2: (laughs) well you probably saw the one with the 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 laser on it here at the on the table and it is really tiny i I don't want to say our optics team couldn't do it, but it would be amazing to see if they could put it in that package. Because I don't want to make sure. the gun, uh, I don't want to make the the the, the piece big taller than the trigger or, or further down than the trigger guard. I want the trigger guard. Yep. You know, there's a certain look I want to keep, and and you know I work closely with our optics team. You know when I'm developing you know pistols and how they're supposed to look, and uh, you know they're, they 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 knocked it out of the park with that light. It's mm-hmm. the coolest thing. I mean, I, I would n- I've never even considered having a light on my carry gun because it's not practical mostly because the lights are too big but mm-hmm. this thing's so small it's it's you won't even tell you can't even tell it's on there yeah it's great
0: mm. uh do we know what batteries it's using yet
2: <sighs> yes but i can't tell you what they are yeah, i don't know uh one three n does that sound right it's a small tiny yeah, little battery i think
0: i know what you're talking about but one small request would be man if there's a way we can make that sucker rechargeable
2: rechargeable would be good yeah that's actually good uh, that's a good suggestion Uh,
0: yeah well you can send the check in the mail to address i'll uh, I'll
2: take care of that i'll get right on that just send me
0: your card i'll have my people call your people no i I think man i mean uh, that would be really cool a light i mean already i think it's going to be amazing yeah i can't wait to get my hands on one um based on what i saw today shooting it feeling it seeing it firsthand uh i I'm pretty confident this is this is my my carry gun going forward.
2: It's like the holy grail of concealed carry, yeah. uh,
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'll probably still mix in some larger guns from time to time. Of course, you know, right? Got to have a bigger gun from time to time. But but it is such a it's it's always been the thing with me. Right? Is you go out you go to carry and it's like okay, big, heavy, uncomfortable, uh, harder to conceal gun, but I have awesome capacity or do I go with that little single stack that has 6 or 7 rounds and you're yep. like I I like that that little gun but I do not like the capacity. So seeing this has been uh really eye opening for sure well, good. Um, from from a product standpoint.
2: Well we're we're uh, we're always pushing I mean we are an engineering company. Yeah. And we have a lot of extremely talented people. Um I mean I I, I had some input on this gun but our engineering side I mean the guy that uh, was the backbone of this uh, gun is a genius um, and you know he he had he had his hands all in it, and he and I worked really close together, and I kind of gave him the shooting input on it because you know i I do shoot from time to time, and I know what I know what we want in a pistol to make it shoot better and to track faster and to get back on target quicker, and all those things that some companies may not uh, or may take for granted. You know, and I'm not saying companies don't have qualified people, but right. I'm blessed to be in a position where my engineers and my industrial designers uh my project managers we all can come to head and agree, okay, maybe this guy knows what he's talking about, and let's try out let's put the things he wants in this gun i mean that that was what we we use the same philosophy with the x carry and that's one of the coolest guns you'll ever shoot i mean the thing yeah uh, i I love that's my favorite. Yep. The X5 was my favorite. Now the X-Carry is my favorite. <laughs> Until I get a 365, and then that'll probably become my new favorite. But um, yeah, we're we're really excited. I'm yeah. I'm
0: I've heard nothing but great things about it. You know, there's speaking of which, you mentioning the X series of pistols uh, brought a couple things to my mind. Number one was I liked the carryover of that little undercut on the P365, similar to the uh, mm-hmm. X series of guns. Yep. Uh, I think it greatly enhances. Uh, uh, I think comfort in the hand. I mean, it just feels good. It feels right. Uh, probably lowering the borax even, you know, lowering right. the gun into the hand a little bit more. Uh, and secondly, I really liked the uh, stippling. On the yeah, B-R-65. it came
2: out really aggressive, but not so much it's going to, like, rip your clothes or anything. Right. But um,
0: I, I was just really appreciative that, I mean, it's in all the right places, mm-hmm. and you're not leaving any big, you know, open spots where it's like, man, I really wish there was a little more stippling, right. you know, there. So. Right.
2: Well, you, so, know, we,
0: you know, I, <laughs> I shoot. Yeah, you know,
2: I mean I, I I we we know what we want in a gun. We want it to like I said, we want it to be shootable. And that's yeah. the worst feeling in the world when you got a pistol and you're like, oh, they just done this one thing. So yep. that was our goal was to make sure that when this gun came out and people saw it, we didn't wanna we didn't wanna hear, oh, if they just done you know, then this. I mean I knew I was gonna get some flack for the rail, but I think when people see the accessories that we have for this thing, they're not gonna care because this right. is there there is uh, high end and and user friendly as you can get. So, mm. I, I think um, I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised. Great from all walks.
0: So, uh, tell me about the development of the P three sixty five. Was there anything about it along the way that either one was really challenging? You know, a big challenge that you guys had to overcome, and, and you were finally able to do so. Or was there anything that you wish you could have done, and you just it just wasn't possible in such a small package?
2: Well, we just like any other new gun from the ground up build. Um, obviously we wanted to make it super small and there's only so for, to have a gun that's rated at plus P and to be, make sure it'll last 20,000 rounds or more, there are compromises you have to make. And f- at first I knew exactly what I wanted. I, I want the gun to look like this. And I had a really low profile slide on it and it, it just couldn't take the abuse. You know, it's just, it, the slide velocity on that tiny little pistol is so fast and so violent that we, uh, we kind of had to do a very, very slight redesign. In fact, if I showed you both guns, like showed it to you, put it away, and showed you the next one, you really you would not be able to tell the difference. But um, slide velocity was, you know, making sure it was right because slide velocity not only affects the slide uh, longevity and the barrel longevity, it also affects the uh, extraction and the extraction and the ejection because it can be. If you get that thing too fast, it can be really er- erratic. So right. we had to find that perfect balancing point of slide velocity and uh, slide speed and ejection and extraction. And uh, it took a little bit of doing, but we had to do a couple barrel and slide redesigns, but nothing that was nothing that was catastrophic to the overall design of the pistol. Um, there was nothing, everything I asked for, and I've said this before, everything I asked for in a gun I got. I mean, there's nothing that I can look at this thing and say, God, if we could only done this, we could only do that. If the gun is, for lack of a better term, it's perfect for what it's made for. And yep. I, there's nothing on the pistol I would change. Nothing. Mm. You know, I, if I could get a little smaller, I mean, but then at some point <laughs> you got to draw the line somewhere. Sure. I mean, I wanted to be able to, I still wanted to be shootable. Yep. You know, if someone says, why didn't you make it with a 2.7 inch barrel? Because... You know, because you're an idiot. That's why, you know, <laughs> sometimes that's the best answer, but you know, you're, there's always going to be questions about, you know, I'll, I'm sure I'll get a few questions. You know, when's it coming in nine mil- or in 10 millimeter, or 40 or whatever, but.
0: 380?
2: 380. I mean, they, they <laughs> was talk about it, but I just, I think that's, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what we would be able to do. The only thing, I mean, I, we've talked about it and there was talk about it, but you're not, the only thing you're getting is a gun that recoils less. And has, I guess you could say is less effective depending on your, uh, your opinion on ballistics or, you know, stopping power or whatever the case may be. But we would, I don't know if we would change the design that much. I mean, we just had to put a shim in the magazine and make it a 380. We maybe could make the gun a little smaller, but I don't know. I mean, if, if the gun shot horribly and was un- impossible to control, then that's maybe an option. Um, but with the right ammo and you know, especially some of the uh, the made for compact pistol ammo, this thing shoots really well. I mean it shoots I can say for sure it shoots as good as some 380s I've shot that are yeah. similar size.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. I agree with that. That was one you know kind of final thing for me, just looking at having I mean, the triggers great, right The sights are great. Uh, you know the, the small details, the undercut, the stippling, but also the contour of the grip. Mm-hmm. It, it fills the hand yep. uh, both width wise i mean it definitely feels like a small gun feels like a small grip we expect that from a gun this size and by the way for anyone that's comparing it to a glock 26 it's way smaller still <laughs> right <laughs> i right. mean i know at a, at a glance you're like well they're both 10 round guns or whatever right but it's it's not even close right uh, especially when you look at the weight but some other guns out there don't always uh, uh fill the the hand mm-hmm. you know they're like okay we're all about Thin, thin skin, and skinny, skinny, like, long. Right. Well, that doesn't feel good in the right. hand. It's, like it's harder a ru- to so hold like, on. To. like
2: holding a ruler. Yeah. You know, it feels like holding <laughs> a big ruler when you shoot them. I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all taken into consideration. We wanted a a grip that was contoured correctly, and and there was a lot of work on the grip as well. We we did a lot of um, we did a lot of R and D on the grip and made sure it was is perfect. Yeah, you know, we like we said we we would we are not going to launch a gun that I don't think is perfect. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm the bottom line. When it, when it, that's the great thing about my job. It's it's a lot of pressure, but if I don't like it, if something's not right, then it doesn't it doesn't happen. So yeah. I'm not gonna put something to market that I wouldn't want to carry myself. And yeah. this is gonna I cannot wait to carry this thing.
0: Well, I'll tell you, you know, Phil, seeing come from your department, yeah, the, the X carry, of course, that whole X series line of guns. Uh, and now the P365 looks like you're winning in my department. So. Well, thank you. So good, good stuff. Hope man. I keep it up. <laughs> uh, last thing, you're a shooter. You love shooting. You compete. Uh, you just mentioned to me a little bit ago. You hope to do some more this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything big, major, or anything you're looking forward to coming up?
2: Uh, I'm going to shoot the Superstition Mystery Mountain three gun. Oh, sweet. so I'm going to shoot that. I Robbie Johnson conned me into it, but we've got a new three gun rifle that's coming out that I. We'd Like to help promote mm. it's really nice. It's actually there'll be one on the wall at shot show at the booth. Uh, um, you didn't have it here today? No, we didn't have it here today. Uh. Um, we just we have the display on, on show, but we'll be shipping them very, very soon. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think I'll, I'll be shooting three gun nationals, and that'll be my three gun career for the year. I usually <laughs> only shoot one three gun match a year, but I'm gonna do um, I'll do Area 7, I'll do uh, some area matches, I'm gonna shoot all the nationals as usual, but uh. I'm actually thinking about I'm thinking about shooting the Bianchi cup with a P three sixty five. I'm seriously considering it.
0: <laughs> I, uh, well that would be a sight to see.
2: I think I if I I with the groups I've been shooting out of some of these guns, I may just do it just to yeah. show people, hey, look what this thing can do, you yeah. know, and, and uh I don't know. <laughs> I, I, we'll see. It's it's that'd be a tough pill to swallow, but and I don't know if my uh I don't know how Sig would think about me just going to shoot a match just to see about shooting it but i think i think it would do well i guarantee i'd beat some people Mm. um probably wouldn't win but (laughs) those guys shoot pretty good but i thought i think it'd be kind of fun to shoot it that way so i'm gonna uh i think that's pretty much i might i'm gonna try to shoot some steel challenge maybe this year i haven't done that in a while but uh with the b365 (laughs) maybe 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 i will i don't know why not just to see just to see what happens maybe not the steel challenge maybe like a regional or something
0: well i hope to maybe see you at the superstition match that's one i'm hoping i can make as well so it'll be fun if we can shoot that together that'd be good cool well i appreciate you once again your time today this has been fun Uh, nice interview and, and great to hear about all the the workings and design and development behind the p365
2: Thank you. I'm glad to be to on the show.
0: Putting one in my hand for, yes. for permanent. Yes, you know, me too. <laughs> me too. Cool. Thanks, Phil. All right. So, Jacob, P365, Six Sour. What do you say? You going to pick one up? Oh,
1: I'm in. I'm in. I'm in right away. I mean, for me, it's a no brainer. You know, it's not uncommon for me to carry a Glock 43. I own an MMP shield. I'm not. I'm just not a big fan of it personally for me, but I do carry a Glock 43 quite, quite frequently. And after shooting the P365 and, and understanding, you know, what's gone into the design and, and really, you know, getting it in, into my hand, I just don't, I don't know if I can carry the Glock 43 anymore. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I really don't. I think the second I own that 365, 43 is out the door. Uh, I, I, I really feel that way. And it's there's going to be a little bit of adaptation. There's going to be little things that we're going to have to get used to. Uh, the trigger is one of them. I think the trigger on that 365, for me, while I would call it a fine, dandy trigger, it is a little different. It feels different to me. It's going to take some adjusting. But uh, I th- I think Sig's nailed it here. And I, f- I think hearing from Phil, you get a sense not only for, well, this is what we put out, but why did we put it out and how did we get there? And that story is very compelling.
0: Yep. Yeah, speaking of the trigger, uh, I know part of the issue you had was that the uh, reset on it it kind of has a little like like two clicks.
1: Like well, it's like a like, like, a, like a little bump almost. It's like yeah. as you're as you're releasing and resetting that trigger, you just feel this little little I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like, "Wait, did, was that the reset?" It's like, "Oh no, it wasn't. Keep going." And, yeah. and and it doesn't have a really long reset or anything. It's just almost like I call it a false reset. That's how I would describe it. It's almost like right. it tricked me into thinking I'd reset it. And I hadn't yet, but I think that's something that would be easily overcome with just some trigger
0: time. Yeah, know it's definitely something that uh, you could get used to. I do know for a fact there's going to be some people that have a gripe with that. Um, I didn't have an issue with it, but my my way of shooting a handgun has changed in the last you know few years to where I no longer really try to you know unless I'm shooting slow, I no longer try to ride that trigger reset point. I'm, I'm Really slapping at the trigger more than I used to. Um, So, and that—that's actually the thing. Like, if when folks, when particularly you, when you shot it fast, you didn't have an issue because you're getting off that trigger a lot faster. Uh, So that leads to a little bit more of a slap, and so you—you were having less of an issue resetting. Oh,
1: absolutely. No, that's absolutely true. I, I was only really feeling that when I was very deliberately trying to feel the reset, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it will trip you up if you're not if you're not careful if you're not watching it in that regard. But other than that, I mean, yeah, it's it really is a winner of a of a gun. Uh, they just did a lot of things really well with it. Price point, yes, it is a little bit higher than some of the competing guns. However, it's co- it comes stock standard with Sig Light Night sights. Um, it comes with a great trigger, a couple of mags. Uh, it's a just it's a great gun. Check it out. Uh, we had our hands on it. Uh, we look forward to doing a a more in depth uh lengthier uh review of it testing you know putting through some some testing and some trials, maybe a little bit of a torture of sorts we don't torture things too bad, but anyway there you go that's that's today's episode uh hey, real quick, just a reminder that today's episode is brought to you specially by sig Sauer in the new p three sixty five uh and also, a couple other things. The rest of this week, if you happen to be catching this episode and you are hanging out here in the Las Vegas area attending SHOT Show, the rest of this week we've got some great interviews lined up. Tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, January, what is it, the 24th, I think, uh, we will be at Springfield Armory from 1 to 5 p.m. recording podcast interviews there. So come check that out. Uh, you'll be seeing us there. We got Andrew Brink coming in at one o'clock. We're going to be recording with Andrew, or Excuse me, with uh, Rob Latham and Rob Pinkus. Uh, probably around three o'clock. I think it sounds and what it's looking like. And by the way, we have some really exciting news. We got a new podcast we're launching called Not Your Average Gun Girls.
1: Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast. Yep. Yeah, it's exciting, and and for all us dudes who are you know we're not gun girls at all, let alone average gun girls.
0: You know, I think... Wait, I think wait. Was, I thought we were hosting that one.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> no. Oh, dang. Did I not get the memo? I th- you, know, I th- you are out. <laughs> and not your average gun girl. <laughs> you are you're
1: definitely not an average gun girl. Um, yeah, so we're really excited. It's an effort in our company to just put out more valuable content and to try and relate to more people. And so... Keep your keep your uh, ears peeled for that one as we yep. get the the press release out there and we're those those first episodes are being recorded uh, this week here at Shot Show.
0: I, is it okay if we say who the host is? Sure. Oh hey hey because I think that's relevant. I think it's really really cool. We've got Amy Robbins, uh, formerly of NRA TV, and as she was she appeared on the Colleen Noir show uh, that many of you are probably familiar with on NRA TV. Uh, she is uh, I guess the primary host of that podcast. Uh, we've got. Uh, 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 Emily from Style Me Tactical who's also a host and I think per- periodically we'll be seeing from uh, appearances from Atonia uh, Okafor correct
1: yeah so we're so. We're, th- we're thrilled we think these are people who are going to bring a lot of great insight um, you know in- into the conversation and that'll be a separate feed that you'll be able to subscribe to and listen to and uh, yeah we look forward to-, to getting that rolled out
0: yeah so let's get tomorrow at Springfield Armory I uh, don't have that booth number right in front of me at this time, but it's pretty hard to miss. They got a great booth, huge booth, uh, as does Six Hour, by the way. Man, an impressive booth. So come stop by tomorrow between 1 and 5 p.m. Uh, the uh, Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast will also be doing some on site recording from the Springfield Army booth tomorrow. Thursday will be at Excess Sites from 12 to 2 p.m. And on Friday, we'll be at Glock from 11 to 2 p.m. So, and we'll be interviewing Shane Coley while we are there. Um, we're working on uh, finalizing a couple of other interviews. Uh, but anyway, there you go. That's scheduled this week. Really exciting stuff. A lot of great content coming from SHOT Show 2018 and the Concealed Carry podcast here very soon. So, we look forward to uh, getting that all out to you. Jacob,
1: yeah. yeah, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. Uh, most of the content we're putting out here from SHOT Show is either coming here in the format uh, on the podcast. So you, so obviously if you're listening to this, we hope you're subscribed to the podcast. But the rest of the content we're putting out, there's quite a bit of it, is video. And that's primarily being published on our YouTube channel. So make sure you go to our website and click on the YouTube link. Yep. Or you can just go to YouTube and search concealedcarry.com. You'll find that very quickly and readily and make sure you're subscribed there as well.
0: Yeah, and if you'd like to see a video on the P365, uh, go, go right now to our YouTube channel. Uh, we've got a great video there uh, that I did with uh, Kyle Lamb, uh, who introduced the P365 to us uh, on the range.
1: Yeah, and we have some other video content that we're going to be Coming. publishing of the P365. Yep. And, and of course, other, other video, great videos of, of other products and guns and stuff.
0: Yep. Well, there you have it. So we'll let you all go. You all take care, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Take care. See you later.